welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Floyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know it. Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, um... Yeah, I thought about the same thing like midway through the fourth. I was like, man, this is like, oh, I, I, the finals, is, I said it last year, the finals is bittersweet because it's like, you're seeing the best quality basketball and it just reels you in and you're kind of stuck. But before we get there, um, is Chris Bosch the second best player on the Miami Heat? At times, yes. Yeah. At times, he wasn't the second best player for them uh, in game one. Uh, but tonight, you know, he kept the minute when the Heat, when the Spurs were white hot, hot out the gate. And then uh, Bosch made a couple threes. And then, you know, he uh, asked, offered a pass from, a, from LeBron. He drove on Duncan and dished off the lead. And he also made that through beforehand. Right. And pretty much Bosch put the game away. Um, LeBron yeah. throws up 35 and 10. I just want to talk about this third quarter. Um, you know, midway through it, you know, we both kind of saw him uh, catching fire. And I had sent you a text basically saying, uh, this reminds me of, you know, Kobe in game five in the 2010 finals where he was going all time. And the yeah, rest Paul of the. Pierce was matching him, kind of. Yeah, he, yeah he, he was matching him. But the rest of Kobe's teammates were just kind of looking at him. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like, be like, Kobe, like, y'all gonna help? And everybody else was like, nah, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, like, and that looked to be the like, case. Yeah, like, when guys get in a hot shooting streak like that in the playoffs anyway, or in the final, you gotta log these heavy minutes. Like, if you get high in the third quarter, there's no chance, there's, all, there's next to no chance in hell someone's gonna stay that high for two straight quarters. Right. So you gotta ask somebody to come around and save them, like, that game five in Boston, I remember saying the same thing to uh, to everyone. I think it was Marcus. It's me, Marcus, and either Kendrick or Jason. And we were all at Wayne House. We were talking about it. Like, yeah, man. Like, somebody wants to score some points out of Kobe because Paul Pierce is somewhat matching the boys while while Kobe's going nuts. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Kobe's going to sit and come back in the game. And the Lakers are going to be sitting there watching Kobe, see what he's doing. And that's sure enough what happened. Now, this game was – luckily, you had Wade, you know – the the spade savant, yeah. the guy that throws out jacks. I think he dropped like nine. ten points tonight or something. Yeah, the guy that the, I thought he had fourteen. But anyway, like okay, the, guy yeah, he jacks, more. the guy that throws out jacks and nines and they walk and pick up books. You know, he threw out his little, you know, his little like layup floater runner thing. He made another basket, and that kind of kept you know that kept it close from when LeBron set them last two minutes and third for LeBron to come back in the last. Nine minutes of the fourth and help close it out. They kind of got a little too dependent on LeBron. Yes. Um, oh, but <laughs> which prompted you know, me, which prompted me to say, you know, these boys can't do nothing without LeBron. What what the fuck kind of super team is this? <clears throat> yeah, you did say that, and it was funny because um, Zach Lowe earlier and he had mentioned uh, the two teams like uh, they're plus minus when LeBron sits, they're plus minus. They go into a tank, and when the Spurs try to match the Heat. Uh, five by one small as well, they get torched. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I, I think that's probably a defensive thing for them why they get torched because offensively, 
know, they just, you know, they did like they sit dunking a lot, and so that that means you end up with a lot of like D. Allen splitter together. All right. And that's the never splitter was terrible. That's never a problem. Splitter, like, splitter, he he did it again. Yeah, he he had uh, he had two points and he had six rebounds and five assists. Like he was moving the ball good, but it's just he's a he's a black hole out there. Um, yeah, I think he had like five. I think he had like four, three assists in like the first six minutes of the game. Didn't yeah, he? the Spurs. Oh, I thought the Spurs were going to beat them by forty the way they yeah, came out. Yeah, they the came out. They came out on fire. Like they they dipped their hands in like you know in flame before the um the tip. And um, one thing that really like messed him up though is Kawhi Leonard like got in foul trouble pretty bad. Like it seems like he um he just never got on track, and he's not defending or he's not playing nearly as well as he did last year in the finals. And neither is Danny Green. But um, Ginobili also uh, looked pretty erratic in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know because. The second he comes into the game, it seems like they rely so much on um, on Ginobili. Like the second he comes in the game, he touches the ball immediately, and he gets to make a decision. He gets the ball, and he gets to run the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of issues they had with Miami last year, the fact that, you know, Patty Mills was overweight, and so they didn't really trust him as much. And, you know, they also, you know, run out Jerry Neal. So, like, when Miami was in, he had to do a lot of, like, um, setting up the offense. But, you know, Monty, even though, like, this is a Monty from 2008. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still a phenomenal passer. He still does. He still can shoot the lights out. When, um, and he still drives he left. Like, yeah, exactly. But he's still <laughs> not, like, that force. He's still like, that guy that gets frustrated because he never stood how good he was. And so, next thing you know, he's destroying you by, almost by himself. Yeah, 2004 like, Olympics. I honestly think I honestly think between Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker, they might be the most annoying trio in NBA history. <laughs> I think the most the most annoying all time great trio ever. Because like you don't think they're more annoying. Yeah. Than, you don't think the Heat's more annoying because Dwayne Wade and his health and Chris Bosh, you know, wanting to shoot threes all the time, and you know, it's supposed to be a big three, but it's really just LeBron carrying these guys half the time. But you still get to see, like, the, back in the day, you still get, I got to see those LeBron Wade, like, demoralizing 8-0-6-0, like, you know, 10-2 runs. Like, when the lobs are flying, like, you kind of get over the fact that Wade's a sucker or turned into a sucker. And Bosher, you know, the, like, at least, like, what Bosher's thing about him not being, you know, a post guy and all that kind of stuff, he's changing the game where, like, he's a shooter. Wade, he picks, he picks hey, this guy, now he just picks LeBron's is constantly just great. Right. Uh, with the Spurs, it was like, first, like, Parker, he just couldn't shoot outside the pit when he was younger. Then Manu, he was just like, he was flopping all the time, yep. dunking. He, he, was dunking left, he, he, he was left-handed, and everybody yeah. hates left-handers, like... Duncan, like Duncan's great, but at the same time he's goofy and can and like act and can like act kind of soft at and clutchy at times. So he's like always falling over himself and stuff, and like he's taking all these leaners and awkward jumper and awkward leaners, and he's like falling to the ground. And Look, I had zero, I had zero questions about Tim Duncan after round two in the two thousand three playoffs when he averaged thirty seven the last four games. Like, no, I'm, talking, I'm not talking. No, no, I said I'm talking about it's annoying just to watch him. Like he's always like he's almost like a Dwayne Wade. Like why are you always on the ground? Like, <laughs> like I don't understand this. Um, so Duncan, but, like we were saying, uh, he played 38 minutes tonight. 
Um, yeah. And he, he dropped 18 and 15. He tied Magic for the uh, most all-time double-doubles in the playoffs. That's mind-boggling. Um, yep. The, uh, you know, Rashard Lewis comes out there, you know. I, is, it, is it fair for me to ask them for a, uh, for a test for him? For a PED test? Yeah, or can you just piss in the cup just for, you know, you know. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? He had, he's out there guarding Splitter and Dial. So it's not like he has the worst, the hardest task in the world. Like, Dial rarely ever catches the ball in a position, like, on the on the block to where he's like, all right, well, this dude's clearly smaller than me, even though he's taller, so I'm just going to turn over his shoulder and throw up a hook. It's always, a, okay, I'm going to try and drive and try to stoop pass it to someone else, or I'm going to try and get penetration to kick out, or I'm just going to take this open three at the top of the key. All right. Like, that's uh, the wing. That's, like, his offense at this point. He's great at what he's been doing. Like, I like him in the game more than I like him. Let's put it that because at least – at least he can make a decision off the catch and read the offense or read what the defense is doing, but I have him like completely stop for a full second and gauge what the hell's going on around him and then decide. Or and what turn the ball over. Doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, uh, I, I really, I mean, it's all like split on the plate 19 minutes. Like, Popovich already realized, hey, man, I can't be out here trying to deal with you melting down. Right. Um, so, Series tied at 1-1. Um, we're at the same point mm-hmm. we were last year, except the format's different. Um, it yeah. lends, you know, the home team or the team with the home court advantage to actually get a ch- get back into it um, rather than, you know, you go there for three games and it could be your ass and you might not see your home court again. Um, mm-hmm. Game three um, is Tuesday, I believe, right? Yeah, it's Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. All right. Uh, wow, Popovich was laughing? Oh, wow. Um, no, I just got distracted. Um, <laughs> uh, so, moving forward, um, I think uh, the Heat are going to be very energized going home by their crowd. Uh, Chalmers is actually going to get to stay in the game, and, you know, I think he's he's itching to play well. I think at this point, I, I, after hearing somebody say it, and now it makes perfect sense all the in the world, um, now I've seen it, and after watching him enough times, Chalmers' hand, something's wrong with Chalmers' hand. One of his hands, there's something wrong with it, and he's injured, and he's not, and he's playing through it. I don't so know if it's something it. wrong with his hands. It was definitely wrong, something wrong with his elbows that, um, you know, he dropped a people's elbow on Tony Parker's, uh, you know, <laughs> stomach. Um, no, he, like, I, no, honestly, every time, like, there's something that ends up happening with Chalmers. Hell yeah, David Ortiz, three-run home run, never mind. <laughs> Anytime there's something that's going on with the playoffs, or like in the playoffs so far, on Chalmers, Chalmers always. I uh, will see it probably see it in game three as well. Go grab his hand. Wow, he's David Ortiz just hit a three run home run in the top of the ninth off of um, Jabba Chamberlain. Who does Jabba play for now? The Tigers. Okay. He had a big old beard. Way to go, Big Poppy. Um, but uh. Yeah, he uh, dropped that people's elbow on Tony Parker, and that pretty much swung the game because I don't think Parker had enough to make those free throws. Like, in his body, he was still hurting. So he stepped up yeah, to the line. Those, when he missed those two free throws, like, honestly, bro, when he missed those two free throws and then Duncan came down and missed his two, I was like, oh, man, are you kidding yep. me? Same here. Um, and here's where everyone says, where you sweat a jet off ESPN. No, I mean, anyone with two eyes can see that. 
Um, the uh, momentum completely swung. LeBron, we need to go back to LeBron now. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, like he uh, he came out there, you know, he started one for four. I guess his legs weren't cramping tonight. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he, he looked fine out there. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't buy anything where he was saying, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I don't know how I feel. He was fine. Um, and he drops 31 through the last three quarters, pretty much. Yeah, something like that. Vintage LeBron James. Like, the thing, the thing for me, um, when it came to LeBron, was I think Spo did a really good job of putting him in position to actually, um, like get him started without him like running his legs running his legs to the ground and also um by having him that close it engages him to rebound more. Mm-hmm. Um now we all know LeBron is a guy that can do pretty much anything on the floor, but a lot of times when he has to do a lot of like he doesn't really get in his dirty work unless you kinda of put him in a position to do so. Um so when he was you know, they do a lot of the horn set where, he, you know, him and Boxer both on, like, the elbow set and, you know, pick and rolls for each other um, or for the whoever the ball handler is or they have him, you know, come across and post on, on the one of the, um, one of the blocks. It kind of gets him engaged into, you know, getting the cut mode, like, off the ball. Mm-hmm. And it gets him, you know, into attack mode. So at the beginning, like, you know, he was on the ground a lot. He got fouled a couple times. He made one basket. You know, he, you know, he made a joke that, you know, first quarter and first half, you get a whole bunch of, you know, left. he's dribbling with the left and he's spinning to the right. Yeah. You know, like three or four times in that. I was like, that man pounding the triangle half. button. Yeah. Um, so, you know, by the time the third quarter came around, like he scored, I think, 13 in the, in the second quarter and then uh, or something like that. And then, you know, next thing you know, his shot starts falling. And because people were so worried about his, his penetration, and they opened up, and next thing you know, like they it started raining just jumpers. <laughs> yep, uh, and no amount of defense that Kawhi Leonard was putting on, and Kawhi Leonard was shook up already because of the foul trouble. So he yeah. was, you know, he was like, "Okay, is this man going to drive by me, or is he?" Oh, he already shot the jumper; it already went in. Like, and he was caught, yeah. you know, out there because Popovich kind of said in the in the uh, press conference, he was like, um, "You know, uh, if we double him, I'm pretty sure LeBron James is going to find the right guy." You know, <laughs> so yeah, like that's how Rashard, That's how he gets all on quarter three. Like he's always gonna find somebody, right? Like there ain't a, there's not a defense that LeBron and James hasn't seen yet. The same thing is when you know, and I'm not saying he's Shaq, but the same thing when Shaq was in his prime, and it's like, yeah, all well, you should have double, you know, to send it off the dribble or off the catch or off the second dribble or off the turn or whatever. It's like, look, man. There's not a there's not double team or send it from the or send it from the top or send it from the side or the opposite side like there's not a double uh, that Shaq has a seen so that's why you you know have all those hockey assists like Derek Fisher or Robert Overy. Mm-hmm. Same same thing with LeBron like like you know there's only so many unless he's having a bad day he's not going to make a million mistakes and you got to live with it. And hopefully he doesn't touch you up too bad. Like tonight, he just, his jumper was falling. So when his jumper's falling, that you know, you know really he can build a broad. I go home. Um, yeah. I'm glad the air conditioning was fixed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's convenient how he was able to get it fixed. You know, the very next night, like they couldn't fix it. Like while the game was happening, like no, nah, that's just I, 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 no, he ain't having that. What do you say to these? Like I didn't think of this. Um, I was actually at work, and one of my um, 
friends had said, um, he said, yeah, you know, uh, the Heat probably, or the Spurs probably, you know, pra- was practicing with the air conditioning off all week or whatever. And, <laughs> and then, you know, they turned it off, you know, to throw those boys off, but they were prepared for it. I think that sounds absurd, but that would be hilarious Hell if they did yeah. that. Like, look, you I, think, look, they would you get think fined. Boys, you, <laughs> look, you think, look, you think Boris Diaz out there practicing in the, in the Texas sun and the Texas heat? Because I damn sure don't. Bro, Boris Diaz is like, it's got to be so frustrating to see him because you see him, he's fat, you see the gray hair coming in, and it's just like, how is he doing what he's doing? Like, he's never been athletic like that. He was a little bit athletic in Phoenix when he was younger, but. That that's yeah, gotta no, be all. Like I, I bet, I bet when Kendrick sees Boris Diaw coming to game, he's just he's just like looks at the screen like just with disgust. He's like, well, here comes this motherfucker. Well, like, <laughs> well, the thing is, remember he came to the league as a point guard. Yeah. And then you know because he was tall, like you know he played power forward. So did LeBron. Down. Yeah, really stupid. You, you know, know same guy. He was, like, he was a gifted passer, and you know, like. Passing from out of big is such a rare trait to get. Like you're not going to find guys that can pass like that that play, you know, that that are that play four and five. You just don't get it. So when you get a guy like Diaz, regardless of, and they know how to hide some of his flaws. Other, you know, they I don't know how this works, but he's able to be a confident. Like he's able to guard LeBron James better than anybody else on the Spurs roster, including Leonard. Which is like I don't understand how that works, but he. he it works. Yeah. It just works. He, um, he's, uh, definitely a unique guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no really other way to describe it. Uh, but like, LeBron. He's, one of, those, he's one of those table guys. Like, he puts certain things on the table and the average guy just doesn't put on. And then, like, what he takes off is, like, kind of odd because, you know, the weight issue. Um, and back to LeBron. LeBron was playing point guard in the fourth quarter and guarding uh, Tony Parker. At the end, yep. and it's That's really and, and it's really becoming glaring that they have no answer for that. Um, when uh, Parker, when uh, when anyone with length really gets on Tony Parker, um, Patty Mills, he um, he's taking the throne from Gary Neal. Is a hold on, yeah, I got this. Um, I'm about to. I'm shooting every time in the game. Uh, I have the ball. That means I shoot. You know, like like Eddie House. Like if if you 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 know I'm here. I'm here to shoot. You know I, I don't do anything else. You give me the ball. It's going up. That's Patty Mills right now. I step in when I once I step into the arena I'm in range. Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll launch it from the locker room. Like, <laughs> like, once, like once we get up, once I once I take foot take, step foot off of this team bus, I'm in range. Yep. <laughs> you know, you ever seen them commercials where they do the guys with the trick shots? They sitting at the top of the arena and they shoot. Yeah. That that's actually Patty Mills, but he has like a disguise on. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> um. But yeah, LeBron was playing point guard in the fourth. It's just illustrating what he does, and it's like it's ridiculous. So every I I purposely didn't watch ESPN for two or three days just because I didn't want to hear the the cramp drama and all that. I talked to you earlier about it, and the thing we had a conversation about earlier about uh, LeBron and you know losing it, the the never have or he's not gaining you know fans back, and you know like. 
you know, we say Kobe never really lost, you know, his fans through his, you know, off the court troubles. Um, oh yeah, the Ethan the Ethan Strauss article. Yeah, like it's just it's interesting because it, it did. ESPN does survey polling every single year, like two twice a year, like right after the finals and right before the season starts each year and every season. So they basically do this polling data of who they ask people who their favorite NBA basketball player is. That's kind of redundant, but anyway. Um, and like since LeBron. Like LeBron's popularity peaked in you know those his last two Cleveland years when they won six seven games and 60, 66 games sixty one games and you know good enough to win know, to, to win the East <laughs> and you know and then he was everyone in every demographic whether the black demographic white demographic uh, Latin demographic and like after the decision. LeBron wearing blue shit right now. Across every demographic, it dropped. And then, since you know, since he's won two titles in the Latin and the black demographic, he's more popular than he ever was. But we love him again. Yeah, but in the white, but in the white demographic, he's never gained. He's never gained back his fans that he lost from the decision. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of of weird. And then, like, you also look at. uh, You know, like the ratings for the final games that he's been in, and like. After every Heat loss, the ratings are so much higher than the games they win. And you mentioned, like, well, you know, that gives, brings more entry because people are more to see what's going to happen. And like, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, like, the greatest ratings we ever had was when Jordan was beating the, the Jazz in six. Like, <laughs> well, that was different because they were like, uh, you know, this is Jordan's last game. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about both series, not the first one, not the last one. I mean, both of them. All of, like all of those Jordan series were always huge. I mean, he never even went to a game seven. Yeah, it, was, it was less. It was less to do than James. Like, <laughs> there was nothing else to do, James. Quick question: Did, did Jordan ever trail in, in a final series? Yes, um, they went down one nothing to the Jazz. Also, I thought of um, a great block that could potentially cha- challenge that uh, LeBron one. Um, Hakeem oh, Olajuwon yeah. blocking John Starks. Um, was it? Was oh, I, yeah. yeah, I thought of that today um, when I was going to go ahead and re-listen to the old one. Yeah, that's a good one. That. Yeah, yeah, it is up there. Um, yeah. What, what, what was I just talking about? Hey, no, no, no. Let me, you know, you know, you know, one of my favorite things is talking bad about John Stark. Can we just re-talk about Game Seven? How awful he was. <laughs> Only if we could talk about Ray Allen going 0 13 in Game Three of the 2010 Finals. <laughs> oh, but but nobody remembers that anymore. Uh, wasn't after you went nuts in game two? Yep. <laughs> that just regressed to the mean. Yeah. Um, shit, I just forgot what I was, what I was gonna say before that. Um, hold on. So, my yeah. question is this, right? How many more times do, uh, when did everyone come up with an answer for Tony Parker being guarded by, by LeBron? Like, why don't they just, like, have Manu or something? I guess Manu, because Manu's always in it kind of time. Why don't they have Manu run the offense and have him off the ball at least have Parker off the ball? That's actually what they suggested, but um, I guess Tony Parker, he's improved as a shooter, but maybe they just yep. don't trust that. Like, um what I would suggest is run that man off a million screens. Like, so he can just catch the ball I mean, and then go into the paint. 
They did that last year, but eventually, you know, but the weird, the crazy thing about that was LeBron in, honestly, bro, like LeBron wore Tony Parker out. Like, at the end of that series, after, what was it? I, I mean, he outweighs the guy by 100 pounds, like. <laughs> no, but the thing is, but the thing is, he's running him off all these damn screens. He figured, like, keep in mind, now, one of the things we tried to add in the, that we thought could have been a contributing factor to LeBron melting down in um, 11 at the Mavs was Tony he was chasing around and chasing Terry instead of getting him, getting some of um some of that dirt work yeah. um, in the final that year. And JJ Barea. Yeah, so we thought maybe that was a factor. And then remember we said, oh wow, they got he got to play Tony Parker. He's going to end up going Tony Parker at some point. That's going to be hard because Parker he's he's going to come he's going to come out dribble the ball pass it off. Run, run off a of two baseline screens, come back up, get the ball, and then have the ball with, with ten seconds. You got to deal with that. And you know, at the end of the last two games of the series, Tony Parker was wore out. Tony Parker had nothing left in the tank in Game Seven, and in Game Six, he wore that man out. Like that's, I remember vividly, Tony Parker coming after that that whole Jordan sequence he had, coming to the pitch like he's about to fall out. <laughs> He's, I mean, the guy, he, you have a 270-pound guy hanging all over you, and you, you know how shocking it was. Remember when, when Chris Paul was like, oh, y'all got all these six seven guys guarding me. It's even worse for Tony Parker because Chris Paul is at least strong. Um, Tony Parker is like, all right, he's going to bounce off of you like, like a wrestler, basically. <laughs> like, he's out there selling almost, like Ziggler. Yeah, I guess. You got a point. Um, and I, the thing with Jason Terry, Jason Terry was a good enough shooter where he could, you know, if he got a little bit of space, he was launching that bitch and, and it made LeBron's defense look worse than it was. And Terry was like, ever since, you know, round two of that play, playoff uh, run, he was on fire. That man, you know, that man was absurd in the finals. Um, yeah, we got to explain that too, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, we One day, Jason Terry outplay LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, like LeBron, like LeBron, like yeah, he didn't have the post game. He got fairly expo- exposed, and now, yeah, two years running, he's he had like the most efficient post game in the entire league, and he and he literally, he he literally tilts the entire uh, build like bends the entire defense into his damn like wheel because by playing below the free throw line, he's back to the basket. Yeah. Like, bro, the 20, like, the worst thing that may have ever happened to the league, and we'll find out this five years from now, but the worst thing that may have ever happened to the league was LeBron, like, LeBron basically games one through four in the finals. Or, yeah, one through four in the uh, 2011. Um, 12, 2012 finals. 12. Yeah. When, you know, when he gets the post game, he's out here, he's out here, like, he basically, he, he, look, bro, he's, he basically won, I'll tell you about this before. Like, James Harden hasn't played defense since that series. <laughs> it's funny every time you say that, too. Like, because... He took, he, he took, James, he took, he took James Harden's defensive soul like same song in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, J- James Harden left his defense in South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm taking my time to South Beach. I'm leaving my defense here. Yep. And, you know, if y'all y'all ain't seen that James Harden defensive juggernaut video, please check it out. Uh, very funny. Uh, but going forward into Game Three, James, um, who you got winning? I think I think the Heat are going to win Game Three and the Spurs win Game Four. 
I feel the same way uh, because I feel like Miami like got that momentum back. Their crowd is going to be happy to see them. Um, and you know, all the Heat fans are are are, are fans. You know, quotations. Um, they're they're out in full force right now. I'm sure on the social media. I haven't uh, checked it yet, um, but oh, back to Heat fans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hold on. Uh, yeah, let, hold we, just, we just took home court. Not like without like admitting the fact that like the first to the first six minutes of that game, y'all were terrible. Bro, I, I said they better try to sign Jesus to a mid level exception at halftime if they want to well, win. Yeah. So, like, look. Um, I'll say this: LeBron made them five jumpers. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of, sort of like that did happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I really feel that just you know um, you get a better you get better performances on the road uh, from the other players. Like, and the weird thing is they've gotten two straight games in a row now where Bosh Bosh has shot, shot well, LeBron shot well, Wade shot well. Um, like you know, all it really comes down to are they going to get are they going to get a good game out of like a good shooting out of like. Um, out of what I'm not Wade. <laughs> you get shooting out of Wade. I'm three. <laughs> you get the shooting out out of uh, Ray Allen and or uh, Rashard Lewis. If you do, then chances are you're gonna win because the one thing that's crazy about this series is we've yet to see LeBron, uh, we've yet to see the Heat play like that suffocating in your shit defense that they that they normally have put on people. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen like the Spurs have a lot of just bad turnovers in the series at times. And stretches, but we haven't seen them like play like that tracking style defense. They just haven't done it really yet. Wait until games <laughs> three and four because you know to get the feet off the home crowd. You know when you score, you want to play defense better. So it, 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 you know it, it's, it's a weird mental thing, don't you think? Um, <laughs> but um, I think uh, the Spurs are going to have to you know they're going to come from behind and you know basically bring back to game five. And, run it there, but we're about to see like the rest of this series is gonna it's gonna be one for the ages, just like last well, year. Duncan's gonna have a great Duncan's gonna have a, a great game, um a great game three. I, I already feel it now. Like I don't mean like a, a nineteen fifteen. I'm talking like you gonna know, come out here and put up something like a thirty fifteen next game. Mm-hmm. I mean they can't like Birdman can't do nothing with him. Like Birdman, like Birdman can't do nothing with him, like in half court, and then Bosch can't keep him off the boards. Yeah, um, Birdman's like he's too skinny for uh, Duncan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that. That's it, really. Like, I mean. Hey. What do you think of what do you think of uh, Birdman's uh, nail eighteen footer from the nail? I actually wasn't looking at the screen. Like, I wasn't looking at the TV. <laughs> when, when, like I got the text from you and Kirby, and I was like, "Huh?" Yeah, bro, that's the second time I've ever seen that shooter jump from that area on the floor. And I came out like I watched a lot, I've probably watched at least a hundred Heat games since since he's been there with the Heat. And bro, like. <laughs> It was just bad. Like, I only seen him take that shot one time. He made it the other first time. I was like, what? Really? Okay. Hmm. And, yeah, he took, he took it, and that shit bricked. That shit bounced like a check. <clears throat> but um, that's going to 
You got anything else to add, James, before we get up out of here? Um, I feel like we, even, you know, everything that's going on with this, you know, with the season, you know, lost Kobe, we lost Derrick Rose, you know, it's supposed you know, the East absolutely just horrid all year. Um, we really love, we can talk about basketball in our sleep, but this really wasn't a year where we wanted to really dissect. This was the worst year since 2007. That's awesome. Um, it may have been worse. But I'll say this. These two teams that basically picked up where they left off uh, from last year's finals. Bro, this is Rocky 2 out here, bro. <laughs> this is Rocky 2. <laughs> this is Rocky 2. Right, like, well, oh, yeah, you got to run it, you know? <laughs> well, all I'm saying is this. Like, all this... It, if you had told me, but remember, we did a podcast, a preview for the season podcast, and not, we made a prediction. My prediction was these two teams are going to play each other in the final again. I don't remember what I me, said. I remember that one specifically. I was like, these are two best teams that I, as a basketball. And remember, I thought, I honestly thought 2012 were going to get this final as well. I thought this was, I, like, this honestly should be the third time you guys are fighting or wrestling each other. Yeah, yeah, Are battling. So, um, if I had known that, you know, we were going to get through and this was going to be the end result and the, game, the, the games are going to be just glorious again, I'd be, I'd be okay with dealing with such a bad season just to get to this point and have such a fantastic title again. And thank like, God somebody to, didn't ruin it. I'm glad to be back in my life. I'm so glad. Like, this ain't, like, this isn't game, like, Tuesday, that's not game, that's not game three. It's game 10, man. It's <laughs> game 10. It's <laughs> game 10. And you don't know what he's talking about. It's game 10. Yeah, game 10 at the NBA Finals, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be one for the ages, like we said before. So, you know, tune in. Um, keep listening to One Nation Radio. Uh, we'll be here after every finals game. You know, we will try to can't make any promises. You know, you know, never know how technology wants to work. But um, you know, Lord willing, we'll be here with you guys. Um, keep you know downloading. The numbers looking good. Uh, make sure you guys follow James at James Boy O N R. Uh, follow me, uh, Dangerous Thirty Two. Um, got a couple you know more columns dropping this week on the wrestling side. Uh, Looking forward to getting that Wale one out on what culture they're coming through with some um, other uh, Wale interview on what culture they're coming through with some uh, site changes. So it's a little bit in the delayed process, but um, it is done. Um, it, you you can hear it if you are a subscriber of One Nation Radio, but the official release is coming soon. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, this is One Nation Radio. Big shot, Bosh. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.